You know, some people are naturally like that. Others, it's because you're around it so much. And, and, and look, man, I, it is not unusual for me to do two to three funerals a month. So yeah. when you do two to three funerals a month, you, you for, for lack of a better term, you kind of get used to it. And it's, you know, and at that, the same time, there are ones that really hit. Yeah. And whether it's because you've been around it a lot more or you're naturally that way or, or what, I think that that's something that I thought about a little bit. And I, I'll probably cut this out of the show, but like this... <laughs> Just because I started recording doesn't mean it's going to be there. Grieving is an individual sport, if you will. (laughs) I like that. Uh, But it is an individual uh, task that we all go through, and we all all grieve different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, when I was younger, I grieved a certain way to where now, okay, now it's... I just need to go and get alone yeah. and just sit there for a while, and I'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on, again, the, the situation and everything else. Yeah. One of the really cool things I enjoy about our conversations is there's a lot of times that um, I'll hear you say something, and I'll think <laughs> totally – well, last night when you texted me, was it last night or this morning? I, they're all running together. I can yeah. remember. I think it was last night. When And your response back – so when I got out of basketball yesterday, I left my phone in the car, and when I got out, I had a bunch of text messages from people. They had seen the Facebook post, uh, you know, okay. and they're they're sending. And I appreciate all that. I'm not saying that, you yeah, know, everybody's. You. I had eight or ten text messages, you know, thinking about you, praying for you, all yeah. this kind of stuff. They, they, hey, there's folks who like you and love you. Yeah, and I appreciate the heck out of that. And as I'm replying, though, you are saying the same thing over and over again. It's not copy and pasting, but you, there's only so many things you can say. It's the same. So then, when I texted you and and you replied back. Um, sorry for your loss, but it's hard to be sorry for her gain or sorry right. about her gain. Right. I thought, man, yeah. I should have texted him first because that was the much better way of saying what <laughs> well, I've been saying. You know, when, when you go through funeral uh, processions and you go through like visitations, mm-hmm. and you know, there's always that awkward. I love the, that some of the families now are doing it where they're spread out. Yeah, I can go talk to the people I know, mm-hmm. not the sister I never met, yeah. and I don't know who you are. And then it's and then if you get Lord have mercy if you get stuck in front of them, it's like. <laughs> I'm Ben, and this is my wife, Renee, uh, and you try to make conversation. For some of us, that's easy. Mm-hmm. For, uh, for my wife, that would be uh, the ultimate torture is, okay, I've got to sit here and try to make conversation with somebody. They're already grieving. Yeah. And it puts both in a bad spot. Well, I, I try my best to come up with different things, and that's my favorite is, uh, look, I'm sorry for your loss, but her gain, I do not apologize for. She is, when I know they're saved, nah, yeah. they've gained it all, man. Yeah. Well, pff, I'm jealous. Well, that was our whole, like, honestly, I, I, even in our immediate family, me and my mom and her sister and, and, and brother and my other cousins, we all felt that way the whole time. Like, we were almost, I mean, at the last, in the last few hours, we were almost, I mean, I heard mom and either mom or her sister or both, I heard people laying over her saying, it's okay, go, home. go, go, like, like. You hate to be, you hate to say, like, yeah. hurry up and die. No, <laughs> it's not what you not mean, what you, but, but, you're, but, but it's but okay. It's, you can, you know. And it's one of those things that when you when you stop and think about it, uh, there's a couple ways that that we always look at. I, I always do funerals, and I say this all the time. We look at funeral the wrong way, and I think we need to look at it from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a death is not a period; it's a comma mm-hmm. for a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, death is not the end; it's the beginning of eternal life. Uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And, uh, you know, it is one of those things that I, my favorite saying at a funeral, and I think I don't think I've missed a funeral saying this, except maybe one was at a graveside, and I must have just forgotten it. But but it is is this one. You've heard me say it. We are not in the land of the living going to the land of the dying. We're in the land of the dying. We're going to the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And so when we get a perspective of... I don't know if I have heard you say that And, and so when, when you have a 90-year-old grandma or or 85, nine, I don't know how old she was, but when you have somebody like that that's suffering and, and really, you know, it, it's pitiful. It, it breaks your heart watching mm-hmm. her uh, gasp for breath and watching her struggle. Man, it, it is, all right, she's going home. Mm-hmm. And when she's going home, it's for eternity, man. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. She had seventy, ninety, eighty years, whatever how long she had on this earth. That seems like a long time, but compared to ten thousand, man, you and, and then think about where she's going to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. She's 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 in the presence of Christ. I, I don't mean to be ugly. I'm jealous. I, I hate. I got to stick around here for another twenty five, fifty, eighty years. How <laughs> long the Lord's going to give me? But at the same time, until until He calls me home. I'm going to enjoy every minute and, and, and make the most of it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, welcome back to the other 167, yeah. Ben, and, and as you've probably <laughs> gathered from our uh, intro conversation here, it's been a long 167 for me. My grandmother yeah. passed away yesterday. Um, I'm not going. I'm not sure. I'm not going to watch the clock, but it, the 24-hour mark will happen during this show at some time. It was about right at this time yesterday she passed. Um, so that's sort of the back backstory to it. Before we get into that, because I have the, most of this is on that, so okay. <laughs> we'll. we'll uh, but I do have one more I want to get into before we put a pin on into self-righteousness for just a minute i'm sure we'll get back to it (laughs) but i've got a good one from this morning i just can't forget to share right so we're getting ready to i'm I'm getting ready this morning to come over here and gabe yells up the stairs don't worry i'll get myself into this in a minute but gabe yells up the (laughs) stairs dad reese didn't throw a trash away and i said okay i said well and it's so cool the more you learn the bible the Bible is full of trump cards to just end conversations. Really, it does quickly. help with parenting. It sometimes. really does. And this was so cool. I said, uh, "Okay." I said, "Well, I tell you what." I said, "Look around. Is there anything down there that you see that is yours that you haven't put away? Any right. toys or any you know shirts or bottles of water or anything like that?" Not to and, point, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to understand how rhetorical that question is. Knowing yeah. Gabe and knowing yeah. Reese, yeah. Reese never has anything out of place. Gabe always does. So when I asked that question, he said, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, well, I'll tell you what. And I didn't, I didn't say it exactly this way. I said, all right, I'll tell you what. Once you get all that stuff put away, I didn't tell him you had to do it right then. I said, when you, you have everything where you need it, let me know, and I'll come talk to her about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he didn't say anything. And I said, did you hear me? And he said, yeah. Said, okay. <laughs> Yeah. That's John 8, 7. So, but, but I go downstairs a few minutes later and I see what he's talking about. It was, yeah. It's a graham cracker box. She's eating graham crackers on the couch. And when she gets done with it, the box that's left, she just tossed it in the floor. Oh boy. And she's not gotten up since then. She's sitting there on the, on her uh, iPad watching something or talking to a friend. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, well look, yeah, that's not, I mean, I get his perspective, but I'm dad. He's, he don't have any right to say anything yeah, because he's, right. but I'm dad and I'm about to say something. And as about the time I started to say, Reese, God said, what, take a look around here. Do you see anything you need to put away? That's maybe a little bit out of place. And I point yeah, taken. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate that? <laughs> so I believe when I get out of here, we're going to go do some cleaning. Everybody's together. Clean. <laughs> I never forget. Uh, I had a dear, dear friend, African-American friend in Fayetteville. And when I worked in Fayetteville, and uh, he took me to a church time or two because we just talked about the Lord. He invited me, and uh, he said, "Now listen, I got a special tonight. He's singing, and that's why I went. And uh, he sung a song called Clean Up Your Mess Ups.' And I was like, mm, I need I need to have that song and just play it all the time at the house and my, for myself and for everybody. Else. Yeah. But clean it, and basically it was, hey, when you mess up, go up, go 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 apologize, make it right with folks. It's yeah. a great song, but clean up your mess up. Yeah. So, there you go. You can play that for uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Well, speaking of cleaning up our mess-ups, uh, well, I, never mind. You know that. Um, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> um, so, Sunday's service was okay. really, I want to tie that, but getting back to Grandma. Woo, and, that was a sermon and a half, man. I yeah, enjoyed that. Well, I want to tell you, that the sermon itself was, was terrific, and I'll go back and at some point listen to more of that. But honestly, the sermon itself considering the state that was what yeah right in the heart of, of finding out what was going on with grandma it was about a day or so before she passed but it was right about the time that it could be any time and you've always said this that um you don't say it at every service but a lot of times i've heard you say there's no accidents god knows everybody was going to be here today right, right. That's in our grief. Yeah. and you've said even i think maybe even last week's show there's some weeks hey weather's bad and there ain't that many people here and but but you try to remember uh, God's got a message for everybody. Well, there's an example of this from, from this week. It was very subtle. Um, but I want to set the story a little bit. So Sunday morning, we've kind of figured out grandma's towards the end. People right. are coming in. Um, and I just had this sense of like, you know, this is going to be a battle. I need to get in my, you know, this is, I need to get ready for this, yeah. you know, and I've been, You're up. it's, yeah. it's 1045 and we're sitting there in the room and I'm trying to watch the service on my phone and people start to show up and they're coming in and out of the, of the room and I just couldn't listen. So I just kind of said, I'm going to put this away for a minute and I'll, I'll get back to it. It's live stream. Right. I can watch yeah, it later. Watch well, we finally about, I don't know, 12, 31 o'clock, um, got to a point where I could tell I've probably got an hour that I can get away now. Okay. So I went and just kind of told mama, I said, I'm going to step out and go for a walk. And mama knows what that means. Like she understands going for a walk. Don't mean I need to exercise. Right? right. So 
I got my phone and I kind of got off some werewolf. Um, when you talk about no accents, it's funny to me, and, and I even told her this later, when we do the show and people give me feedback on the show, it's so funny. Some of the things that people tell me that meant a lot to them were afterthoughts to me. I didn't think anything about it, right? That's right. But, but there are no accidents. That's and, right. And whatever you said, it's, it, it speaks to people differently. And I seriously doubt that you thought anything about these words when they came out of your mouth. Okay? No. But they spoke so much to me at that time. Well, thank the Lord. Um, so when you were doing your opening prayer, Right, Whatever that's right. called. I don't know. There's the benediction. I don't know what that one's called. This is, but. Uh, this at the very, before I even start to preach or after I've introduced it and then we pray. So you, you, you walk in to start with and you say, welcome to Few Quam. Yeah, it's Sunday morning. Yeah, you know Sunday morning. Means. That's right. I like that one. Yeah, that's a cool one. You, you didn't yeah. say that this week. No, you, yeah, yeah, well, nobody, know, nobody knows where that comes from. I have to share it one time. Maybe I can share it on a podcast with our two guys in Ireland. Okay. Uh, shout out. Uh, but uh, that... Everybody knows I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, there is a uh, Jim Ross used to come on when he has the show. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Or it's Wednesday night. So I always, I said, you know what? That's a great line. It's yeah, Sunday morning. That. You know what that means. Only about five people know that. Now 25. Now 25. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, when you hear that, just think, oh yeah, that's, that's his that's throwback that to pro wrestling. All right. I love it. So... So you are, so this is probably about fifteen minutes into church. So, so we've yeah. sang a song, and then that, you come up. That and you, would be the welcoming. The okay, welcoming. welcome prayer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in the welcoming prayer, there was a point in there, and and there was a pause in the middle of this. It's one of those things where it's like you were trying to gather your words up. It yeah. was just interesting to me because what you said next was the sentence that spoke to me the most. Mm. But the entirety of this, you said, um, help us to shut off all the distractions right. and uh, all of the distractions and all of the upcoming. Um, Duties we have to take care yeah, of. Yeah, I, I remember thinking, where did that word come from? Duties we have to take care of. Duties, well, that's where it came from. I appreciate it because yeah. that's exactly what it was. Because when you said that, I thought, that's me. Right now, yeah. That's I've got a big Yeah, day big, a lot up. of responsibilities coming up. A lot up. of stuff coming up here. And that's exactly what I need to do right now is to shut all that out and focus on the Lord for this hour. Well, thank because I did. As soon as I said it, I said, what in the world? Because I did. I, I remember thinking, I don't know what where that came from. But I'm thinking, hey, that's God. And yep. I thank God. Because, uh, hey, that's that's my prayer a lot of times is, uh, you know, I think about all, all the things I'd had, I did this past week. And more, more than usually, though, for me, it's, okay, what have I got to get done tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What have I got to get done? You know, this week I got a big meeting with X or yeah. You know, and if you're not if you're not careful, you can come in with your mind all on that and miss the main main attraction. Well, that, it was it was it spoke enough to me. I'll put it this way: I was on my I was walking. Uh, it wasn't much of a walk. It was mainly how yeah, far do I have to outside. walk to get away from people? Yeah, yeah. just get outside. But get it was when when you said that, I literally just like I just kind of paused where I was at and I just sat down yeah, like, yeah. and just well, and thank just sat. You, Lord, and, man, man, thank you. And that's the Lord. And and then also beyond that, so then the songs that we played there. Um, the, yeah, forget the exact service. title, but it was. Uh, it's. I've got it downloaded on my phone. I just don't have it memorized. But the God of Angel Armies is mm. was the first one that they sang. Oh man, yeah, and I dig that song. That was a really cool one for that particular moment for is me. It God who goes before me. Yeah, uh, I think that's one of the lines. I the, those you songs, hold the whole world in your hand. Yeah. No, no uh, nothing against me will stand. I mean, it was. It was such a. Yeah. If you're getting ready to go into a battle, it's like a war cry, and I'm getting that's, ready. To, that's what it sounds like. And then it's just like a little. Um, I don't know. This was just God being a smart aleck almost. Just like a, hey, yeah, just in case you're wondering, my favorite song of all time and and my favorite song of faith that you hear in church has always been Amazing Grace. I love it. And then they played played that one next. We had a good time Sunday now. I was down there on the front ready to roll. Yeah. So honestly, like after all of that that happened before the sermon, by the time the sermon was on, (laughs) that was on self-righteousness, which we've been talking a lot about. And I didn't really care about self-righteousness in that moment, right? Like I'm back, I'm thinking about this stuff. So, but it was such a great, it, just a really well-timed, and it was, I'm sure nobody thought anything about me and my situation or anything like that when y'all were putting this thing together, but God was very particular God, God about does, what you guys used. And that, good, and that so so neat, and I think that, that goes back to, that's his, that's his Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that he knows, and again, whether it's a word that was used, whether it was something, a song that was chosen, and like I said, those songs are chosen, you know, sometimes we're putting services together 
six a couple mm-hmm. weeks because we got specials or yeah. we want this. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just the sovereignty of God to know. And, and I think it goes back to, and I think this is, it goes to you, but it also, it's a, it's a word of wisdom for, our, for anyone that wants to listen, is uh, being in tune. God, God will send you those messages. You just got to be in tune to hear them. And it may not be a certain song. It may not be, but there are times when God, God, especially in a time like this, a time of loss, that's when you'll see God just, whether it's a little small thing, it might be a nurse that Mm -hmm. was at the hospital or somebody just does one particular thing and you know, God, that's you, that's your presence, that's you saying, hey, you promised you were going to be with me. And Mm -hmm. there you are. Uh, you promised uh, I, when I walk through the valley of shadow of death I don't have to fear evil there you are yeah well and another thing that was really interesting to me about that there, there have been times on the show that I've said something that I thought oh, I didn't want to say that why did I say that <laughs> and there's been times that uh, you know in your life that you'll, God will tell you to do you talk about the overpass story yeah, the time, yeah, being the overpass story. there's a lot of times that God will tell us to do something and we'll do it and we'll never see right. an, an, an impact from it or an effect of it so we think it was for nothing we'll know it's not that it's for nothing. It's that not every single thing God tells you to do is for your benefit. In fact, a lot of them probably aren't for your benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think that's, uh, maybe that's the whole thing. Uh, the Lord's really been showing me a whole lot of, hey, you're not the star of my show. That's your right. Show. That's exactly and, right. And uh, we tend to think we are, and we tend to think, okay, so this is my benefit. Even the words, like I talked about two weeks ago, even the word spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's a gift given to me. It's mm-hmm. for me. It ain't for you, Jack. It's, it's for <laughs> others. And it's to point others to Christ. And so even these gifts that God's gives you, it isn't for you and to enjoy and hoard. Yeah. Just like uh, your gifts, anything else. And your blessings, they're not for you to hoard. They're for you to bless others. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's amazing how I believe God is doing a good work of helping us to see that, hey, I'm not the star of the show. Yeah. And it's cool that once in a while, I mean, you got to find out why God told you to say duties that we have to take yeah. care of because I told you that. A lot of times that's not going to happen. The person that you touched by that one little thing isn't going to tell you. That's right. Not for a myriad of reasons. They may never see you again. Too. It may be somebody in Ireland that we don't talk to. That's you know. It could shout be that. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, appreciate. <laughs> appreciate you. We, Not too. Appreciate you for taking us international. That's right. But yeah. um, we. Um, it could be that. It could be that. You know. It, we just I, next time I see you, don't cross my mind to tell you that. It could be that we. There's a whole lot of reasons you may not find out what that little thing was. But, again, who cares? It wasn't for – it shouldn't be about your gratification for helping somebody. It's, and and what, what amazes me is, uh, again, how, how awesome is God or how sovereign is he and how – good night – omniscient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even remember – my name half the time or I can't remember you call me and hey what's so and so's phone number? I can't tell you what their phone number is yeah. but doggone he, he knows and all these things I mean we're going to get to heaven one day and I believe we're going to see some of these little things that we did we didn't even hardly pay attention to that God said you were obedient in that little thing mm-hmm. and lo and behold look at what it did that's right or it might be the opposite mm. hey all I asked you to do was this little simple thing and you were disobedient, and it cost. And I think it's one of, you know, don't want to put too much pressure at the same time. Hey, that's where walking by faith comes in to say, all right, Lord, use me. And can't wait to see where I get used today. And I'm glad you said that because it it gives me an opportunity to correct something that I really wanted to correct from last week. Um, The parts of the show where, where I talked about, God telling me to do something and me saying I really don't want to and him saying you're going to do it one way or the other and I, I made it kind of come across as if God's going to punish you for not right, doing what he right. said. It's not punishment. He knows what goes down that path if you don't do if If I can go path A or path B and he's telling me to go path A and I really want path B, it's not that he's going to punish me if I take path, path B. Mm-hmm. He sees that path B has a cliff at the end of it and that it's, I'm either going to have to go way out of my way to avoid it or I'm going to fall over it. Right. So it's not punishment. It's just understanding um, that he knows is as pretty as path B looks right. to you right now. It's not. And, and sometimes he lets you go down path B. 
Mm-hmm. And then he, tra- <laughs> and then he makes you go. Yeah. What you said about Jonah? He, you know, you, yeah, you're right. going, you're going to Nineveh. Yeah, you, but now you're you going to pay double fares, right. <laughs> and, you, and you're going to spend the three nights in a, in a stinky old whale. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those. Uh, yeah, sometimes he gives you what you want, and uh, or he gives you just enough of it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the old, the old. I can't even remember if it's old wives' tale or what it is. It's so, sometimes, if you want a whole bunch of candy, I eat too much and I get sick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God, God lets us have. Uh, yeah. Enough of our, our our want and our desires to realize that gum. Yeah, I, I don't know it. Yeah, and that's Proverbs three, five, and six. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, but but trust in Him and follow Him, and He'll He'll guide your path. Yeah. Well, in the middle of of all that grief, I will say that you know the challenging times, the grief stricken times, those hardest times, those are the times that God shows up the most, mm-hmm. and that's where you really get to see what He's capable of and what He can do. And I think that. It brings out our worst, and it also probably demonstrates to me, this was one of my big takeaways from this entire process, is it really spotlighted to me a pronounced example of our need to, to cooperate and cut each other some slack and, and remember we're all in this together, okay? Because grief is hard. Grief is very hard for everybody. Yeah. Our hardest times probably are the times that our, self, our instincts kick in and our, our survival instincts kick in, and we probably become the most selfish and we become the most self-centered. For example... If I if I like to be alone to right, grieve, right? And let's use my mom for example. Now, me and my mom is a terrible example because we both like to be alone to grieve. But if my mom were somebody who really needed somebody there for her that she could talk to during a grief stricken time, that could, could she needed company always, right. and I need to be alone, right? Okay. Well, then it can be really easy for me to selfishly say, I understand, Mama needs support, but I yeah. need to get away from this and get and, and go find what I need. Well, there needs to be an, a, an understanding of, I'm looking around at this, this room full of people that are all grief-stricken over mm-hmm. grandma, right? Mm-hmm. My, my uncle, my aunt, my mom, cousins, friends. Everybody has a different thing that they're needing out of that situation. And we're not all going to get what we want, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, right. just, it's just like you, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to be some give and take there of, you know, um, okay, the NASCAR race last night. We walked, Daytona 500 was yesterday. Yeah. Daytona 500 not necessarily known for give and take. Uh, right. You know, you, if you see a gap, you take it. And, and not necessarily the most exciting race. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a great race, big race. Yep. But but when you're watch, but when you watch those cars, I mean, they don't get to the front by letting people in line. No. You know what I mean? That's right. But it's the not letting people in line that causes the wrecks and stuff, too, no, and takes out the it. whole field. So there, you'll hear the drivers after they get wrecked say there needs to be more give and take. Well, how much were you giving? Yeah, <laughs> Most of them like were. Yeah. All they right, well, need to give. Okay, well, and it's easy to say, well, I understand I'm supposed to give and take, but this is the Daytona 500, right? Super okay. Bowl. And, again, it's easy for me to walk out of here on Tuesday afternoon and say I understand I need to be giving to other people. But yesterday when Grandma's dying, I don't need to give right now because yeah. now's the time to That's take right. care of me. Well, the more everybody takes that mindset, the harder you make it on everybody else in that room that's grieving too – because you need to give that other person what they need to yeah. get through it. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough because it is. I, I'm just sitting here trying to process that and thinking it through because oftentimes, most of the time, when I'm in a situation just like you are, and, and I'm in there quite often because if I know someone's about to, about to step over, about to go home, uh, I usually try to be there. Mm-hmm. But now sometimes that's going to be 12 hours, 14 hours. They may say next 48 hours. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to spend 48 hours there. Yeah. I'll go home, and then when they, I'll tell them, call me when, you know, it starts getting close, and and I try to be there. And you know, I'm in the middle of, I'm I'm trying to be that. Uh, what does this person need? What does that person need? Or better yet, all right, which one of these family members probably is is closest to the deceased? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's 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 your mom, it's your grandma, but this is. That this is that man's wife mm-hmm. for sixty plus years. Mm-hmm. That one is the one probably needs, and so you almost kind of, for me, it is looking to see okay who is it that is really struggling, and, and it look if it's a teenager or something like that. All right, I'm gonna try to help them out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I always try to look for who who is it that looks like man they are just really struggling, and then go, go to them or, yeah. or, or try to be with with again. Grieving in that 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 setting, it's just a you 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 almost have to go by the spirit of okay, Lord, who 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 is it I need to really spend time with? And I think when I I want to be clear because 
of our audience, such a large portion of our audience was in this room. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm highlighting that if I'm talking about a specific person in here, I will call yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm actually talking right now about just a high level concept yes. that no, yeah, in that room, I'm looking around at everyone. And I, I did say to a, this kind of came from a lot of conversations where someone says, well, um, you know, so-and-so is going to do this, or this is how somebody, this is what this person needs, whatever. And we've kind of, I've kind of said, yeah, everybody needs, everybody grieves differently and everybody right. needs something differently. Everybody's not going to do it the way I do it, or the way mm-hmm. I would do it. And that's totally fine. It's completely fine. My uncle, okay, my uncle, I'll call him out. My uncle, <laughs> he's not a particularly sensitive person. Right, okay? right. He's a good guy. Love you to death, Uncle Zeke, if you do yeah, listen to this. but Typical man. But he's, he, I think he's probably got a warm, chewy center, but it's way down in there. You know what I mean? Like it's, and, and he's got about as much desire for you to see it as, as I, right. as, it, there is no desire for you to see it if there is one. But that doesn't mean he didn't love his mama. Okay. No. Believe me. I, I've, I've talked to him. We, we talked over the, you know, we texted, we, I saw him at the hospital. I mean, he, I know he loved his mama. It wasn't and that. He's there. And but, he's care- yeah. but he's not interested in a deep emotional conversation about his mama. No. Okay? That's not him. Frankly, I relate to that really well because I'm an awful lot like him in those ways. Right. Okay? I got you. And at the same time, my mama just kind of wants to be alone with her thoughts. Hey, so do I. I get that too. Everybody has a different way of, of processing these things, and, and you're not wrong mm. for being that way. Mm. If he were to try to be that emotional thing, it wouldn't go well, and he wouldn't, it wouldn't, that's not the... The, no. It's not how he is. That's not, yeah. But it's it is not, super easy. And again, do. this isn't a situation that I'm calling out because I'm, I'm not saying anybody yeah, no. did this. But it, I have seen in other situations where when, okay, that family member's not there 24-7 around the clock and you think, well, they must not have loved them. No, that's just not how they grieve. And why don't you cut them some slack that's and understand? Right. That, it is not, yeah. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. And also I think that, again, one of the best ways to solve for your own grief process is to look for a way to help somebody else. So look, I, so rather than thinking, what do I need? What do I need to get through this? What do I need to get through this? Why don't you look around the room and say, how do they process grief and what could I do to make it a little easier for them? How do they process it and how do I help? And you'll find out sometimes uh, that it, that is the way uh, to get through is not focusing on yourself because what can often happen in those grieving situations is you get so locked in on you that, man, you just become so inwardly focused. And if you're not careful, that can continue on, uh, especially if it's something very, very tragic. And then, man, you you basically shut off the world. Yeah. And I think I think what you're talking about, though, there is, as you were talking, I was reminded of a scripture, and this is probably one of my favorite scriptures of when we hurt. Second uh, Corinthians 1, Paul says this. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I love this. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. All right, so if he's the, the Father of mercies and he's the God of all comfort, in times of hurting, he's what we need. Now, listen. God comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any, in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. In other words, when we go through these hurts and struggles, God comforts us, and then he expects us to comfort others with that same comfort. So you got it right. You, you nailed it. That's scriptural. And it's one of you know being more other-focused and helping them at the same time hey we're all grieving too and uh, uh and i think i've shared this if i haven't uh, I'll, I'll share a time in my life that uh i had to really do some uh i think the thing while it was it was grieving but i didn't have time to grieve uh when my father passed away it was june the 6th um, and i remember he passed away i got a call from my brother he said hey uh it's about three four in the morning and i knew when the phone rang uh, it, it was. I knew he was getting close, kind of like your grandmother. And yeah. My brother said, "Hey, dad, dad's gone. He's passed on." And uh, I said, "I'll be over there in a minute. And let me get get some clothes on." I got over to the house and got everything, you know, called the funeral home and trying to get everything cleaned up and everything. And and I remember, I remember it was that that, that he passed away like a Thursday. It was June the sixth. In the church, there were two other people that passed away almost the same weekend. So I had three funerals, one on Friday, one on one on Saturday, and then my dad's was Sunday. And, you know, when you're there and you're trying to do 
you want to do the best for that family because they're grieving. I didn't have time to really grieve. And uh, and I told folks, I said, no, I'm on adrenaline. And I was a three-day rush of Friday, Saturday, Sunday funeral. I was, I was adrenaline, and then I preached Sunday and then did his funeral that afternoon, did the graveside Monday. And I told folks, I said, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm, get, I'm getting out of town. And I did. I went up to Boone, basically spent... Uh, and I got somebody to preach the next Sunday because it was Father's Day, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not preaching Father's yeah. Day and my dad. So I got somebody to fill in for me. But I just needed that time, just uh, just me, Renee, the kids, just hey, just yeah. let me be, yeah. because uh, during that time I had not even had the time to for myself just to sit down. Yeah. And then, like I said, if you if you you. I mean, your mom and some and brothers probably right now or, or her brothers are probably going through trying to get all the pictures together and you got to do this. And the way we grieve in America sometimes or the way we do funerals, man, it is a, it is a, a you're, you're putting the family through a whole lot of, got to run to, got to run a suit here. Got to go get these pictures. Got to go look at these flowers. Oh, and it's all got to be done in about a two or three day period. Man, give me a break. You know what? Let, let's talk about that then. Because let me tell you what Mama's doing right now. Yeah. And let me tell you what my mama's sister's doing right now. And let me tell you what my mama's brother's doing right now. They're doing the same thing that I just finished doing. They're sleeping. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. They're because, we're not, because we're not doing a service anytime soon. We're not sure if we're doing a service at all. Yeah. That's not the way our family... Now, listen. That's not very popular. <laughs> People are saying, when's the funeral? When's we don't know if we're doing one. Right. Because that's not how we grieve. Right. And if you don't like that, we're sorry, but we, we've had our closure, right? Like right. everybody, it, we, we need closure. Well, we had ours. We were there at the bedside. We've done ours. We've had six months to know this was coming. We might, I think I might try to talk them in. Actually, you know, let's do this in bulk. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Let's do a cookout this weekend because y'all will hear this. So I don't, this will save me a text. <laughs> I'm going to send one group text out to just say, listen to the episode here. Okay. Yeah. We, I think we should do a cookout or something with, with us. And just kind of, you know, just no, we don't even have to talk about Mom Colleen. We just, we can get together and know that it's in her honor. But right. We don't have to do that. Well, you can share stories if you want, or but, you can just, hey, let's just talk. But honestly, up. if we don't do anything, if, if, if they don't, if they decide they don't want to do it, fine. That's fine. Yeah. We, we've got our closure. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, a lot of times, they make things harder on themselves because we have to do this, we have to do that. Why? Because everybody thinks we have to do it. Why? Yeah. Who cares? That's right. We make things harder ourselves by trying to fit what somebody else thinks we ought to That's do. Right. And, and and like I said, I mean, I have seen families just, oh. And to me, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes when you go to a visitation and you got line and the line is out the wazoo and you're waiting and you you, you don't know the person they're there to talk to your brother down the hall, 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 down the line. They don't know you from Adam's house cat. Yeah, man, that is that is so hard. Or vice versa. I always feel sorry for my brothers because I've got a lot of folks that know me. Or hey, I you know whether it's ministry or done thing. And so a funeral like that, and they oh, oh yeah, you know Ben, you know Ben, you yep. know Ben, and and not, not bragging. It's just I, I, it's just so hard for folks that. I agree. I, I don't think there's a problem with what you're saying. Well, I'll tell you what. Of the if we wanted, if if we decide to do a service of some kind or a cookout of some kind, that'd be that, that's fine. I don't think we're going to do a service um, mm-hmm. unless we have a huge change of heart. But the funeral, the the whatever the kind. I was talking to somebody about this morning. Whatever you call this, I mean, I think where you are in the country and what your religion is may call this different things. But the process of getting people together putting the body in a casket, opening it up so that people can see the body one last time and go shake the closest family member's hands. Visitation. Visi- okay, visitation, maybe wake. is might be another yeah, thing. Baby, wake. Yeah, it, wake, depending on who you are. Depending yeah. on who you are. But, but here's the thing. I'm Again, I don't mean this to be judgmental, but I guess it is. That's the dumbest sounding idea in the world to me. Okay? <laughs> Why are we going to do that? First of all, that body, that ain't yeah, the way I remember yeah. seeing the body. Second of all, all these people that are coming to see me, I don't really know them yeah. that well most of the time. Sometimes, that's and, right. And then, third of all, I'm in a pretty vulnerable state. To have to see a bunch of people that I don't particularly you know, know that well in yeah, that vulnerable right. state and, and watch them talk. and them try to come up with that thing that's going to make yeah, you feel better when say. there is nothing that's going to make you feel better. It's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. To those of you who do that. I'm sorry. And I, I, think, I think there are things, and I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. It does have its place. Sure. I think there are times, though, when I agree with you that, uh, and for the fact, I think each family has to make up your mind on that. Because, hey, look, I, I was at one the other day that um, guy was 50, 
55, 59 years old, somewhere in that range. All right, so there's a lot of people that know him. Mm-hmm. But then I've also been to one where the, the lady was 98 years old. She's outlived all her friends. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no friends. Yeah. But it was a large family. People wanted to come say, but it is. It's so so stressful, to, so taxing that I, I, I tend to agree. And, uh, and it almost becomes one of those things of I, I like the idea of the family. We're going to get together. We're just going to have. And look. I've I've been to those mm-hmm. where they called me and said, "Listen, we're not doing a service service. We're going to do a cookout. Would you come? Mm-hmm. Would you pray? Would you read some scripture? Would you say something?" Mm-hmm. I will, yep. and and I feel honored to you know just to offer yeah. some words of comfort to talk about hey that 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 guy or that gal she she lived it yeah you know now, now again I I, th- I tend to think the visitation wake whatever yeah that can be kind of taxing. I do like a service, especially, yeah. man, if it's somebody that, I mean, really live for the Lord, let's celebrate. Man. Yeah. And again, it's, I, I almost went overboard for, for effect there by saying that's a dumb thing. But, <laughs> but look, yeah, I do, again, I said earlier to each their own. Yeah. I, if that's what you want to do, here's the thing with that. I'll, I'll now, quote our this. Our sponsor my, is not uh, Thomas. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. Not brought to you. I'm almost positive that this is the is that this is the exact thing we were talking about when my mom said that my mom or my aunt. Well, I think it was my mom. He said, "Hey, look, if you," I'm quoting something from a few shows back. She said, "If you want to do a visitation, then havest thou at it, yeah, but yeah. we aren't doing it." <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that that's for us. That's not how we're going to do it. And but again, if that is how you want to do it, then I don't think that's wrong. I just don't think that you should force yourself. To That's grieve right. the way everybody else said. To play devil's advocate again on that, if you are a family who 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 feels like that's what you need to do, then don't listen to what I'm saying, yeah. right? Because nobody, there is a reason to do that. You. Just, right. I think it goes back to, look, to each his own. To each their and, own. And when it comes time for grieving, hey, don't, don't judge a family uh, just because they don't do it the way you do it. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said a minute ago, though, mm-hmm. um, because you, you touched on something at the very beginning of the show, really, that my mom has said a lot, and it's some of the most comforting, and also, I'll be honest, it's just a really hard thing for me to even wrap my head around, and it, but it's so cool, and I want to wrap my head around it, and mm-hmm. um, she said this after my grandpa died a long time ago, and she said it again this weekend. She said, after my grandpa died, she said, it's so weird for me to think about the fact that he's with Jesus. He has met Jesus. He is there, it, and she said it again over the weekend before my grandmother passed, she said, it's so hard for me to, to think about this person that I'm so close with, that I've been so close with my entire life. It's not something you've read in a book here. This is somebody that I am really close mm-hmm. with who's about to this meet isn't, Jesus. This is Daniel from the Old Testament. Right. And, and the closest I can think of is like, you know, a celebrity or the President of the United States or something. Somebody You see, you know somebody who's going to meet somebody like that, and it's like, man, that's really cool. Yeah. This is the introduction, though. To the, Like, this is the coolest thing ever, yeah. and my mama's about to do it. How cool is that? And to now look back, at, you know, a day later and say, my grandma, the same one that um, <laughs> beat, beat, beat my backside yeah. when I was a little boy. Yeah. She did that. Yeah. Also the same one that took Cooked me. I was thinking you. about This is a cool story. My grandma took me to the beach when I was uh, probably, when was this? This would have been, probably I was about 10 years old, 19 years old, something like that. And we, dro- we, we drove back by um, the Rockingham racetrack. I was a huge race fan yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And she drove by the Rockingham racetrack, and we went up in the stands, and I got to see the racetrack and all this kind of stuff. It was so cool. It occurred to me this week, they don't open racetracks up in January yeah, on a Monday. That. I think she broke in. <laughs> I really do think she broke us in. <laughs> yeah, you wonder how that happened. Yeah, but the same person that you, you have all these great memories with is is with Jesus right now. Holy crap, that is the yeah, coolest yeah, thing. To Let me change that to holy cow, maybe. Yeah, but but wow, right. that is, that's so cool to well, think I about. Think, I think there are times when... Uh, words fail us. Yeah. And I think it is one of when you when you stop and think about it. And I, I always struggle when I hear people uh, at funerals want to talk about streets of gold and everything like that. And I'm like, man, I could care less about a street of gold. I, I am face to face with the one who loved me and gave himself up for me. And, and, it, and we have a saying in the scripture. The scriptures, Paul, Paul talks about this. He says, and your faith shall become sight. Yeah. So all this stuff that I have learned from Sunday school when I was itty-bitty, 
uh, from a baby, all the things that, whether it was my mom or someone else told me about uh, Jesus walking on water, about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace, and that one who was in the middle, that fourth one, uh, Lord, all those things that we've heard, all that stuff that we've believed, it's now sight. And so, yeah, the one that I, I have no idea what he looks like. Mm -hmm. I do know that he's probably not uh, blonde haired and blue eyed. (laughs) I I mean, it cracks me up when I see some of these movies. It's like, that is not, he is not paler than, uh, you know, it just kills me. And and so more than likely, he's dark skinned. I mean, just like a a Jewish man. And I'm, uh, I'm good with that. So I can't wait to see him face to face. And, and you know, the thing of it is, is as much as I'm talking about, it ain't going to matter. Uh, all I'm going to see is the glory and just that shine, that Shekinah glory. Uh, man, I, 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 and I tell this to folks sometimes, and I'll never forget, there was a dear sweet lady. Her name was Miss Flossie. <laughs> that ought to tell you. Miss Flossie was, I think she was in her high 90s when I knew, she, and we knew she was going going home. And I went to go see her in the hospital. And uh, I knew this would probably be the last time that I see her. And and she just looked at me and she said, I am so ready to go. Mm -hmm. She said, this is what she said. She said, Ben, don't take this the wrong way. She was asleep. She woke up. She said, I'm disappointed to see you. (laughs) I just just grinned. I just grinned at her because I thought to myself, all right, I can't wait to hear how you answer that. She said, because I was wanting to wake up. And see the one I've been wanting to see. And I just thought to myself, and I told her when I left, I said, I am so envious of you. Mm-hmm. I said, you're getting to see what I, I've, been, I've been preaching about, what I've been talking about, what I've been longing for. You get to see it before I do. At the same time, hey, I'm not in a hurry, but at the same time, I, I'm looking forward to that day. So I think it goes back to, again, when you, when you think about what death is, it's not like I want to do it. It's not like I want any of my loved ones to do it today. Uh, at the same time, it, when we look at it from God's perspective, it's totally different. I, I, and I, I will say this. Psalms one sixteen fifteen says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. It's an odd verse. Mm-hmm. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So when his children go home, it is precious to the Lord. It ain't precious to me, maybe, because I'm going to miss my grandmother or my brother or my fill-in-the-blank. But to God, it's precious. Now, why would that be? Well, if you've ever had a kid go off to college, and when they come home, there is nothing better. And so when Daniel comes home at Thanksgiving and Christmas and comes home for vacation in the summer, I can, I'm can i counting down the days. I'm pure mm-hmm. giddy. Mm-hmm. I'm pure giddy because it's like, I get to see my boy, not on a screen and FaceTime, <laughs> not on a phone call. I get to, as I always tell him, as soon as I see him, I say, boy, it's just good to lay my eyes on you. And just, I get to touch him, hold him, and hug him. And you you stop and you think about that. So for the dad, the one of the greatest things, that kid coming home, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, It is a child of God going home. And here's the thing, end of the week, Vacation's over. Daniel gets on plane, goes back to Wisconsin or wherever he's in school, and you you're thinking, when am I going to see him again? No, when when you go home for eternity, you're there for eternity. And man, I I'm sorry, there ain't nothing better than that. And uh, I can I can rejoice in that. At the same time, yeah, it, 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 as as Paul talks about in Thessalonians, we grieve, but we do not grieve without hope. We have a hope that is real. And even though we cry and we, our hearts are breaking, no, we've got a hope. And that hope holds us up during this time. Well, and, and I want to maybe close, I guess. We've got about 15 minutes, I guess, left. And I, I, I don't think it'll take the entire time, but I got, we'll, we'll find some other stuff to talk about too. But there's a, a, a young uh, child right now, about Gabe's age, who's having a real, who's, who's fighting some really tough Yeah, medical, is this at Hilltop? Yeah. Okay, that. yeah, I, I've. I've seen pictures. Yeah. So, ironically, I suppose, um, or not, I don't know, but um, I wasn't in the room my grandmother passed yesterday because I'd stepped out to have a, I had a short call with Heather. And about, as we were sort of wrapping up, she told me this story, and it's heartbreaking. And I cannot even think about it. I'm praying so hard. 
for mm-hmm. I've honestly prayed more for that girl than I have my family the last couple of days. Um, right. But that. um, that's one that I can't quite be cool with if yeah. some if she passes. Sorry. That being said, sorry. The only thing that I can find any comfort in that is that I don't care what. I said to you on Thursday, we need to find the common ground. That's our starting point, right? Right. What's the, what are the things we can all agree on? No matter what you believe in, you can agree at least one thing. Yeah, we talk about that. We can agree on one thing. This place ain't a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay? This world is full of it's pain. Crummy. It's full of a lot of... It's it. a fallen, sorry world. So I was telling a, a, my, I think my cousin, maybe, somebody was texting me. I said, you know what? I said, my grandma's in a much better place. Now, from my, from where my grandma was at li- in life, I mean... She had deteriorated to a point. Her life was not much no. at the end. I mean, she didn't know who she yeah, was. You're, she you're ready know. for her to go home. I, we were ready for her to go home. So the gap from from where she was to heaven is bigger than than maybe for some people. But I mean, when you've lived 85, 90 years on the earth and it's been a good year, and you look yeah. around the room, you got three children and grandchildren, great grandchildren. Yeah, that's a blessed life. Yeah, but for someone, I mean, I will tell you. I can do this today after my grandma died. Yeah. Mm, yeah. If Gabriel's a Christian, go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We won't be doing a podcast today. Right. That. No, I don't no, think. I don't I, think. I wouldn't want us to, and we wouldn't. I can assure you of that. That being said, though, the only thing that I can say in this clearer state of mind—I'm you know, not in that state of mind right now—but if I, I, I hope that if it were to ever happen, that I could remember this. Um, I hope and pray so hard it never does. But mm-hmm. it would stink for me, but they just got a shortcut to heaven. Yeah. They get to go straight there without having to deal with all this mess. This mess, this world is not good and it's not getting better. David Jeremiah was uh, in his, the study we do on Thursday mornings, there's a part in there where he talks about unborn children that, you know, are, he, he believes are in, that you'll, you'll see in heaven, you'll see them in, as they are, you know, by his theory, 30 years old. 30. How cool would that be? Um, but you know, for them, I'm I'm really jealous of them. You mean you got to go there without having to do any of this? And I think it's one of you know I, I've said all the time, uh, uh, parents should never have to bury a child. Sure, I, I, man, that's heartbreaking to me. And I've done funerals, I've been in it and been involved with it uh, personally, and it's just uh, not one of my own, but yeah, uh, niece. But it, it is it is one of the most get, difficult places to be in. And, you know, the thing of it is, is when you're in that, and I think this is a, a word for, for all of us, and I have to remind myself of this, is when we're in the midst of the hurt and the pain, sometimes that just, just saying that word, it, it ain't going to be, it isn't going to provide the same comfort that six months down the road mm-hmm. will, or maybe six months before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we hear somebody say, hey, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, to, you know, that we know we'll see them again. I, I get that. But at the same time, I want to see them now. Yeah. And, I, I, I mean, I've been there and had some parents that, uh, you know, you, and I think it's one of going back to the grieving question and going back to some of the things we do. Paul says in Romans, he says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I think sometimes... It is perfectly okay to sit with folks that may be grieving and not say a word. Mm-hmm. Just sit and cry with them. Yeah. And Jesus did that uh, when Lazarus died. If you will go and look, uh, Mary and Martha are the two sisters of Jesus. One, he provided a theological lesson to. He, 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 she. They both said the same thing. They both came to him and said, uh, "If you'd been here, he wouldn't have died." Jesus gives one sister, he says, I'm the resurrection and life. He who believes in me, though he perish, will he live? Do you believe this? She says, yes. All right, so that helped comfort her. Another one is uh, basically the other sister, Mary, uh, comes to Jesus. Jesus, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. And she just breaks down. And and the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Now, some, some people say he cried because of the unbelief of the people. I think it's a several things going on. I think really he saw the hurt and he saw what, man, what a, a hurting world this is. And it broke his heart. At the same time, I believe there was some unbelief by the people. But but sometimes our grieving, when we help others grieve, it needs to be a theological lesson at times. And at other times, it just needs to be, let's just sit and cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm right here. I'm going to cry with you. I don't know. I've said that to several widows. I don't know what to say to you. So I'm just going to sit and cry with you. 
Well, I said in one of my prayers probably earlier in the weekend, uh, as we were just kind of maybe the family was starting to show up and stuff, and I think I just probably asked uh, in in a prayer, God give me give me the words to comfort. I don't know exactly how I word said it exactly, but he helped me to know what to say to, to provide comfort. Yeah. And he just kind of reminded me of the title of one of our shows the other day: "Use words if you have to." Yeah, but that's actions. It. That's it. Mean more. It's words and wisdom, and sometimes wisdom is just. Hey, sometimes it's just putting a hand on a uh, mm-hmm. hand on their shoulder. Sometimes it's going and getting somebody a cake, yeah. a piece of cake, yeah. or going in and seeing that hey, you know what? They could use some water. Go get a glass. Well, so this was the line that I, I said I'll go here in a minute, and it may be, but this is a good place to put this in. I watched a uh, I don't know if you've seen. I'm sure you're familiar with Duck Dynasty and the, oh, yeah, the Robertsons. Yeah, yeah, those guys. So in all of this sitting around the hospital with a lot of time on my hands, I found a, a, a sermon actually from Jace Robinson. Yeah, Robertson oh, talking. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm a, I want to share it to you, with you. I'd like for you to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be curious because I watched this and I thought. If ever there was a sermon that kind of summarizes what we're trying to do on the weather 167, it's this one. He shows up in a camouflage hat and T-shirt to a church, yeah. and it's the it's the coolest yeah. uh, thing. But um, there was something <laughs> in there. He said forgiveness is contagious, and I would take that and, and say, okay, I, I'll, I'll, let me insert a different word. I think grace is contagious also, mm-hmm. and I, I think, think that I think kindness that kindness contagious. is contagious, and Attitude. also yeah, and and negative things are also contagious, yep. right? Oh, so. Yeah. When you do that, attitude is one of the most contagious things you ever have. There you go. That's a great way to summarize a bunch of those. Attitude is contagious. If, yeah. if you've got a negative attitude, I'll go ahead and let you know. Especially, I've seen it in meetings where one person sours the whole thing, and it's like, wait a second, man, this this group was headed in the right direction. One person sours it, and everybody sours. So yeah, attitude is uh, very contagious, but so much is uh, if you stop and think about it. I well, think and faith is in a way. You know, and and you can take this. We could take it at probably as small as a as a if if I come in here today and I'm just in a crummy mood, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just, and it would I just, be understandable. Yeah. and you've been through a whole lot. Well, I'm not even saying today. I mean, yeah. any day. I but come in on a on a day and I and I'm just in a man. I'm just I don't yeah. want to do this and I. <laughs> and you woke up, man. You've had a great day. Yeah, we're right, well, roll. well, then when we sit down here and record, it's going to be a battle basically to see which one of us is going to make the other one, you know, change gears because. If I'm grumpy enough, then you'll get grumpy by the end of it, and you'll and I'll ruin the rest of your day. If you're kind, you know, if you're friendly enough, you might cheer me back up. Take that, and now you can multiply that times ten people in the room of a dying grandmother. You can yeah. take that, and uh, you know, fifty people in a church for the someone who's deceased, or three hundred million people yeah. in a country. And the more it, it, both are true, mm-hmm. so do, which which way do you want to see it go? Do you want to be the one who's growling and grumbling about everything that's bad or do you want to be the one that's trying to find a way to make something again not with your words necessarily unless you have to Mm -hmm. but what are some things that you can do to show kindness so that maybe they become a little bit you know more and i'll tell you what if you want to look for some opportunities to help people go spend a couple of days in a hospice house oh good gracious because that was the one thing that i realized about it maybe a few hours into it i realized walking down the halls you know this is the one place i've ever been in that I don't really have to say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I know how you doing. Yeah. You're not doing good. You know, even at a hospital, there might be some people there for decent reasons. <laughs> There's some good reason but to be. You're right. You know, hospice man. When I walk down the hall, I'm just you know, and I'll, uh, if I if I'm in there with a family and I've seen the same people over and over again, I may ask how how, how is he? Now, yeah. We know it's we know it's sure. getting close, but and and you're there, and it's 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 nice sometimes to have uh, strangers. That hey, they're there for you too because you're going through probably one of the hardest times. And again, yeah. that's that's God providing comfort from sometimes some of the some of the strangest people or the odd or the strangers, <laughs> yeah. not strangest, yeah. strangers. There's a, there's a point that you just made, and I, I I think you're right. I think it's um Paul writes that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. <laughs> We're not bakers, and I'm not sure what that means. But what he's talking about there is when you when you've got bread, it only takes a little bit, of, just a handful, mm-hmm. and not even a handful, just a sprinkle of yeast, and it'll make the whole thing. Or a little leaven leavens the whole lump, and, and just a little bit of. And I think there's times that it's the it can influence it for the good, it can influence it for the bad. But but I think it's one of I think it's imperative to us as God's children. Uh, to walk is Psalm 40, verse 3, as I say all the time, with that new song in our heart, so that many will see, many will fear, and many will trust. And so, yeah, we think about how just a little bit of leaven, whether you go in there with a little bit of leaven of good attitude or a little bit of leaven of bad attitude, you can impact things in such a positive or a negative way. 
And if you're walking down, and, and again, I can use this as a as very vivid imagery because I just was doing it, but you can come across somebody in the common area or the kitchen or the family area, and you can take the attitude of, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not, I don't have time to be kind to them because I'm, gr- I'm grieving and it takes my energy to take care of myself and all this kind of stuff. And nobody can necessarily say you're wrong for doing that necessarily. I mean, you're, you're doing what you have to do to get through a situation. Um, but at the same time, you can also look at that and say, why in the world would I, they're going through the exact same pain that I'm going through right now. Why in the world would I be unkind to that person yeah. why, when why they're suffering the same thing I'm suffering? You know, just even if it's something as simple as, a, a, you know, if it's a, a nephew or niece or something, just pick on them just a little bit or, mm-hmm. yeah, just say something yeah. and, uh, and be kind. I mean, if nothing else, a smile. I've always told, told people, smile goes a long way, man. Well, and I'm not even necessarily talking about the did you speak to them or not kind of thing, but maybe, maybe a better way of giving that example is we, I, I, I'm not in a good mood and I'm in the kitchen area waiting for them and, not, you know, they try to say something kind to me, and I just you kind of scoff back, back yeah. and it's like you just growling it. That 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 yeah. crummy attitude I was kind of talking about a minute ago. You can have that attitude, and you're going to make them who's having a bad day just make it that much yeah. worse. Yeah. Or you can be kind and and give them a little smile and try to do something to make their day slightly better. It's still going to be a bad day, but it'll be a little better. Do you or, want to make or, their bad day better? Or do you want to make their bad day worse? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or worse, it may you may ruin their day. But it also may, I mean, if you stop and think about it, I mean, this is the thing that, that shakes me in my boots sometimes is we're talking about all of eternity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the way, if that's the way you, Mr. Song in your heart, new song in your heart, Mr. You've been changed from the inside out, Mr. You're a new creation in Christ, yeah, you're acting like a jerk. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know, I don't want nothing to do with that. And so, yeah, we've got to think about, you know, we represent Christ even in our grief. Um, and again, we hurt sometimes that we just need to be alone. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but remember, man, we, rep- we are an ambassador for Christ, which means 24-7 we are his, we are his uh, representatives on this earth. Let me clean up two mess-ups um, while we're here. Um, first of all, uh, I think this person knows who I'm talking to, and, I, and they listen. Uh, I snapped over the weekend at somebody and was a little unkind. I'm sorry for snapping. I shouldn't have done that. I'll give you another one, though. Um, when I got back last night, we had the basketball game. We won. Hey! Got us, got us a win. Hey, you um, shooting better? Uh, we did shoot a little better. But they had to shorten the game a little bit. It was only eight-minute quarters instead of ten, so it was a lower-scoring game for that reason. But Still, ten-minute quarters? That's a long game. That's a long way. It was running clock, though. I mean, so, oh, okay, yeah. running clock. Yeah. That makes a difference. So, played a little better. Um, <laughs> at the end of the game, though, I straight up yelled at a kid in the huddle and told him to shut up loud enough that the whole gym heard me. Um, in fairness, the kid laughed at it. His parents were cool with it. I didn't mean to. They understood. But we had, we had a three-point lead with about 17 seconds left, and I called a timeout. And I said, okay, guys, this is what I need you to do. And then he proceeds to tell yeah, me what. To, yeah, well, he's going to tell you. You want us to do this, right? And I said, shut up. Yeah. Said, Sorry, yeah. but shut I need it. to talk. I need you to be. And as soon as I said it, I said, I know. I just not, did yeah. not just sit here in this YMCA and shout, shut yeah. up to a kid. So <laughs> I apologized to him, apologized to the parents, apologized yeah. many times over. And they all said, hey, you, told, no, you did no. the right thing. Yeah. You should have done it. You called time out. They need to keep your mouth closed. So sorry for telling me. So, sorry, Eli, if, if you guys listen, sorry for uh, telling you to shut up. I didn't mean that. And uh, to the other person, I'm sorry I yelled at you the other morning. I didn't mean to. I was, cr- I was gr- grumpy and cranky and sleepy, and I shouldn't have yelled. I'm sorry. <laughs> and all the other stuff. <laughs> all the other stuff. I was going to tell you this. I, I got so tickled at uh, something that Ren- Renee and I were just talking the other day. And, uh, she, you know, we were just talking about how, you know, how can people do something that is totally against who they are or, you know, not, and we were, and I was saying, well, it can happen to anybody. And, and, and then all of a sudden she said, well, I saw you in peewee football do some things I never <laughs> thought I'd see you do. And I just stopped and I said, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? And she said, I saw you fling a clipboard across the, across the football field. And I didn't do it across the football field. I threw it down. She said, I saw you <laughs> get in the face of a referee. And I said, I wasn't in his face. I was just letting him know you made it, missed the call. And, and then she said, I saw you get on them boys at halftime one time when they knew they should have been winning. And I said, doggone. Oh, and I said, well, I appreciate you watching me. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, won't you watch somebody else? And she said, well, she said, well, 
I was trying to help you to see when you coach, when you do these things, you know, again, it goes back to, that's why I mentioned the ambassador. We're ambassadors mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that, okay. And I do get excited when I coach or I might just, ah, you know, well, I called this play and you ran this one and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the old son can really uh, push your button. That was the thing that got me more than anything else. And my old son would, uh, yeah, coaching yeah. him was an adventure to where I was like, I think I'll go coach the other team. I'd be a better coach if I didn't have, you know, didn't have the kids I I, I know and love. My son, so look, we had two games actually. So our, we we played Saturday and then we played again Monday. So we don't usually have back to back, but we had two games since we've last talked. Saturday, Gabe. Um, this is just a funny story. I think I know how I feel about it now. But at the time, Gabe got nauseous during the game, and he kind of took himself out. He's like, "I'm feeling, I'm not feeling good." So I, he doesn't. That doesn't happen often. So I had him sit out, and I said, well, "Just let me know if you feel better." And I kept checking, "Do you feel better? Do you feel better? Whatever." Well, he had got off to a pretty good start. He'd scored three points, I think, in the first quarter, and was you know he, he was having a good game. Didn't bug him about it. And about five minutes to go in the game, he said to me, um, "I think I, he said I'm going to go back in. It's only five minutes. I can play now." And I said, "Okay, if you're good, go." I took that to mean he wasn't sick anymore because I had asked him a few times, are you feeling better? He's like, a little bit, a little bit. Well, afterwards I asked him if he was feeling better, and he said, yeah, I'm better now. And I said, um, you, so you didn't get sick anymore after the game? He said, well, I was sick at the end of the game. I said, well, then why would you go back in? He said, well, because we were losing and I was yeah. playing good and we needed more we, good we, players. We, yeah, we, and, I, and I said, this team needs me. I said, so you lied to me. You told me you were better. And he said, well, I didn't lie. I just yeah. said I was ready to go back I in. I can make it, coach. And I thought, I don't, I said, I'm not sure if I'm mad at you for going back in and not telling me you weren't 100% or if I'm proud of you for recognizing that you needed to. In hindsight, I'm proud I that he ladder. recognized it. Yeah, yeah I go ladder. I go ladder more than the former. Because he didn't lie to me. He didn't yeah. tell, I, to be fair, he did not I tell me I'm good. I was good. He never said he was never good. He I'm just said failed. I'm good. I just said I yeah. can make it. I really think he was he was trying to I, I get where he was going with it and shout out to you G I yeah. appreciate the I like, I like the guts that. that took to to get out there and and tough it out and uh, well I believe we're good now I think uh, I better get back so uh, appreciate you man 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 let let's pray for you fam. absolutely I appreciate Father, that Father I do thank you so much uh, Lord for for the fact that uh, Lord because of Jesus Christ dying on the cross death is not the end. And, Lord, we know that, uh, Lord, as I said earlier, it's not a period, it's a comma. And, Lord, it's not a door, it's a gate. And so, Lord, it's a gate to eternal life. So, Lord, I'm thankful uh, for Garrett's grandma, Lord, that she is with you. I am thankful that she is completely healed. No more Alzheimer's, no more struggling to remember, no more struggling to breathe. No, she she is 100% healed in the presence of Christ. So, Lord, I just rejoice in that. But, Lord, I pray for the family. Just put your comforting hand upon them. Thank you that you're the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort. So, Lord, comfort this family, uh, Lord, uh, in, in their time of need. And, Lord, we know the way you comfort us is with brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes it may be a word. Sometimes it may be someone that uh, just comes and puts their arm around them or more or less. It may just be you speaking to them. So, Lord, we just pray. Pray that your spirit would comfort that precious family. Thank you uh, for your grace, your mercy, and forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, I love it. I appreciate you, brother. Take care, man. Thank you, Yes, sir.